0: Space. The Final Frontier. Space Station Ashland sits on the edge of Federation space with its companionship, the USS Dalamas Christian. The space around them is full of mystery and strange wonders, where secrets are kept and danger lurks around every corner. The crew of the Dalamis Christian must navigate treacherous waters as they work to protect the Federation, but as they peer into the unknown they will discover that the line between friend and foe is not always clear. They will be tested like never before and will face challenges that will push them to their limits. Join us on this adventure as we explore the farthest reaches of space and uncover the hidden truths that lie within the shadows. Tabletop Journeys presents Star Trek Preservations.
1: Star Trek Preservations. Use plot a course to asteroid field to the shuttle bay. So you've got a good course. That is gonna reduce the difficulty of piloting by one. All right,
2: Ocean Chief, I think you guys should go out with the doors. The Tashi and me will stay in the ship ready to help from here, either transporter or whatever sensors and weapons we can help with until you get everything opened up. and we will suit up all four of us will be suited up just in case we have to run up we're in the hangar and we are suited up so we say phasers to maximum stun setting and if we're ready to go we will head out
1: you open the door it's a cramped two-room ward There's a mutilated Klingon corpse that occupy on each of four biobeds in the main examination room. Romulans that are waiting for you, you hear them around the corner, and they actually get the jump on you, so they will act first. A couple things about combat, because this group has not done so at this point. Typically speaking, The difficulty to hit somebody in combat is going to be two. If there are complications or complicating factors for targeting or cover or something like that, it can increase accordingly. And then, so there's that. As we get into the types of weapons, types of damages, when you use your weapon, it'll have various traits, which you'll find on your sheet for what you're doing. I believe Dan and Shaw had so said their phasers were on maximum stun. Is that correct? Yep. Yes. And I
2: have a question because I have a talent that says call to action. And it says in a conflict, the character may use the prepare minor action to grant one ally a minor action of their choice if they can communicate with that ally. What is a minor action?
1: A minor action might be changing the setting on your phaser if it was not set to maximum stun. A minor action may be drawing a weapon or drawing an item, hitting a button that sends up a force field or something to that effect. Any of those would be considered minor actions. Movement is a minor action. There is close, medium, and long range. Long range depending on your weapon may have additional difficulty attached. Similarly, close might have a difficulty attached depending on the type of weapon being used. In this case, they're using hand disruptors. Medium range, there's no additional difficulty or advantage. However, disruptors are particularly nasty as far as the amount of damage they do if they're successful in hitting. What about cover? Cover would add a complication. So for example, it takes two successes to strike somebody with a weapon at medium range. If you have cover, then it would take three successes to strike you. They are around the corner. They are going to attack first, so you'll see what happens with them. And, and, you, and I think some of the cover discussion will come up during this, because if they duck behind cover, that's going to create additional difficulties. But it's a rolling corner, so as you advance, more of that corner is exposed. So depending on how far they back around, you can still see them, it just determines how much cover they would have. But you only get mm-hmm. one move, so if you have to move up to shoot them, that means you're not moving back. Now, they are. you would effectively be exposed for them to shoot you. That's how that would work. Ooh, yeah. All right. The first one of them goes, he's going to fire at the security chief, because he's up out in front. Ooh! Does he have a talent for this? He does. Excellent. So, he has... Three, and these are opposed checks. Okay. If you're hit, it's going to be a fitness and security check Okay. is what they're rolling against. So you would roll fitness and security, total up your successes. They total up their successes. If they have more successes than you, they successfully hit you. And you can, of course, use momentum to buy dice just like they can use threat to buy dice. If you do not have enough momentum, you can also provide threat to do so. All right, and they have a total of three successes. I have
3: zero and a complication.
1: So in this particular case, they would then roll their damage. So they hit you. The disruptor pistol is five dice and vicious one. Nice knowing you guys. Hey, if we have to burn through a bunch of threat to
2: get to you, I'm sure we'll let you survive. We'll come up with something heroic. Starfleet it's like the Marines, right? We don't leave anyone behind.
1: Uh, okay, so five times vicious one means it's five plus damage on the usual total, is what that, is what happens. So I'm going to roll a die and I get to add five to it. And the number of pips the Starfleet Delta being one, the two stars being two. I add up the total pips. I add five to that. That's the damage done. At that point, you're looking at your stresses. Anything over five in a single attack counts as an injury. Okay. With an injury, your character is out of the scene. If they are not given medical aid during the scene, they die at the end of the scene if if they are given medical aid they're still out for the scene but they at least will survive the scene you can in that case spend momentum or you start to spend momentum to avoid an injury at which point you still lose stresses so the total damage points is reduced from your stress numbers. looking at your character sheet where you see Stress, all those boxes, not the ones with the checks, the empty ones, that's the total amount of stress you can take for no matter what, you're done. So if I roll, add five, that's the stress you take. Resistance reduces that damage. That means the first four points of damage you don't take. Gotcha. So that is very good, and it can be very helpful. But again, if you take a total of five after resistance you're injured no matter what unless you spend that momentum or purchase momentum with threat. Gotcha. So now I'm going to roll. Add up my numbers. That's 4 plus 5 for a total of 9. That's 4 plus 5 for a total of 9 minus your resistance of 4. That's 5 total stress. You would be injured. At this point, you can spend the momentum to avoid injury. And how that much? Means it's just one for one. And you avoided an injury, but you still have to knock off the five stress. Also, it doesn't reduce the damage. It just means I don't take the injury. Correct. Okay. That still means like, daggum, the stress is high. The threat is real. Are the check marks on the character
0: sheet what we currently have? The empty boxes are the
3: health empty- you can take. Effectively, you're adding check marks. That's the way to look at it. Okay. So I will spend the momentum to avoid the injury. Okay. And next time, I will get the hell out of the way better.
1: <laughs> All right. They, however, are going to spend two of the threat they have to keep the initiative. The second one is going to fire.
3: Okay, that's not reversing a fortune or adding reinforcements.
1: No. That is not. That is keep the initiative. Can I use a call to action
2: to get everyone to take cover in the turbo lift?
1: If you recall, I said the door had closed. Ugh. (laughs) Ferbo. And I believe we said... The tactical officer was next in line, so that is who's being shot at here. Rolling a nine and a ten. I've got two successes. Your role to defend.
0: Which is security and what?
1: Fitness? Fitness, if you're standing there. I guess you could also use daring if you were gonna do some kind of cool maneuver to jump out of the way or what have you.
0: No, uh, I'll use I'll use fitness. Daring, yeah, sure, I'll dive out of the way. But you said the other one was security or no? Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, security is definitely the discipline.
0: Okay, so that is 14 for me. Two dice. Absolutely. Okay. I fail on both.
1: (laughs) Pair of 16s. That is not good. That's going to be nine total damage. And again, if you wish, you can certainly at this. That's right add threat and purchase momentum to buy off an injury.
0: Oh yes. But how much do I take for stress? Nine, you said? Nine minus your resistance.
1: Which is zero. Yeah, most people don't have resistance. I don't don't
3: have any. All
0: right, I'm at four stress.
3: This is not starting out
0: well. Nope, they got got to jump on us. Nope. We have to figure out
2: some way to get out of this. I think I have an idea. I don't know how initiative works on this, but
1: yep, it is now. Because while you can use threat or momentum to keep the initiative, you cannot do so more than twice in a row. It is now the players' initiative. There's no specific order. You, the group of players, decides who goes first. So that is up to you how you would like to approach this.
3: So just to let people know, the resistance of four is because of morphogenic mastery.
1: I think
2: we need to get out of the situation quickly. So Derek is going to set his phaser to overload and then throw it down the hall to try to collapse the hall. So that section is covered off and they can't get to it. A
1: little extreme, but okay. It's one way Um, to go about it. You can definitely do that. Quite honestly, that is going to increase my total threat. <coughs> what? <laughs> oh yes. Why is that? Because you've upped the ante on the kill ratio. <laughs> I'm not sure. trying to kill them. I'm just trying to bring the passageway down so they can't get to us. Which could possibly kill them.
2: <laughs> but oh, I don't want to. I don't want to possibly kill them. I'll possibly breach
3: the hull. <laughs>
1: You're, under, you're underground in an asteroid mining station. You can't breach the hull here. You can definitely do that. But for instance, if you were to set phasers to kill, that mm-hmm. by definition increases threats. I don't want to ke- increase the threat.
2: <laughs> yeah, I guess I will just return fire, try to stun them and tell, what else? Hey, can you get the turtle up open? Minor action, call to action, everyone, so that you can get a you can all get a minor action. Oh, I one character. So I tried to get one character to open the turbo lift. So whoever wants to open the turbo lift could probably use that as a minor action.
3: I'd say, Heather, I think I know I planned on returning fire.
2: So who are you firing at, <laughs> Romulan A or B? Whichever one's the most exposed, easiest to hit.
1: They're both what? equally exposed. It's more just so i I know so. Play. And your role? Uh, see what, is. what is that? Role? It is your control and security if you're firing, unless you're doing some cool maneuver, in which case you can probably substitute your daring. So since I know that
2: those two both got hit, I am going to do a like combat shoulder roll to get in front of them yeah. so that I could draw some fire and then shoot around the corner easier. Okay. And so that's your daring? <laughs> that's my daring. And security. And what is the difficulty? So I know if I need to, to buy another two. Yeah. Let's buy another die. I got ooh, a critical success and two more successes. All three successes. One of them was a one. Let me really
1: roll their defense. They only have two successes. You hit them adequately. Please roll your damage. Damage is what? Your phaser should say what it is. So I have phaser type two,
2: qualities, charges, four? Is that, there's like a little Star Trek Delta and then next to it's a four. Yep, so that's a four. And that's four dice sixes?
3: Yep so is that supposed to be a standard thing or is it based on stats because mine says seven
0: yeah mine says eight it's a great that, yeah
4: it might be part sure. of what the you guys picked
0: is it because
3: we're security
4: yes he's getting out the book and looking
2: things up so this is scary Looks
3: like dan's looking this up too <laughs> i grabbed my quick start roll. the attack is successful roll the number of deltas for the attack or hazards damage rating the total rolled is the amount of damage the attack or hazard inflicts. so you're better at phasers than i am
2: which makes sense because i'm an engineering con guy and nothing to do with superior. so yeah, i roll here. four die sixes what am i looking for one two four sixes what am i looking for
3: one
2: uh, two and sixes reason for is Two. A 2, a 5, a 6, and a 4. And that's a stun, so I don't know if it does anything special to him. It does do on max
3: stun setting. Alright. A 1 is a 1. A 2 is a 2. 3 and 4 are 0. 5 and 6 are 1 plus an effect. More you than get 4 to... plus 2 effects.
1: Knockdown in this case. So you roll the effect. You knock him prone. That's what I'm talking about. That's why you do things daringly. Uh, next. At this point, if somebody wants to provide threat, you can keep initiative on your side. Buy it. Buy it. Okay. Yep.
2: Derek, sorry, Chief or Ocean, whichever one has the better chance, buy it and go. I'll
3: oh, go. No. So it's too momentum to maintain, or
1: too, too threat to maintain? Yes. Veilalore has provided threat to purchase momentum, to retain the initiative. Vale Lord is your turn to act.
3: Okay. Yes, I will purchase two more dice. Get the officers to safety and I will charge towards the Romulans, hugging the S portion of the wall so that I have at least a little bit of cover while I'm firing at the one that did not drop. Well, okay, Derek, looking around at the fact that the only non officer here is Chief. Right. So, when it comes to determining criticals in combat, is it only ones or is there a threshold?
1: So, again, this is where, depending on your focus, that can come into play. But, so if you have a, an appropriate focus, then that might work.
3: No, I don't think I would, not for combat combat stuff. Unless chain of command, because I'm protecting the
1: officers. I will buy that. I can okay. accept that because so, of the specific way you phrased it. Yeah,
3: so, including
2: the daring officer that jumped out and rolled combat rolled in front of you. Yeah,
3: <laughs> and uh, that would be daring plus security. So that is going to be seven successes. Oof. Any criticals? Level two, 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 four, fourteen and I had a crit range of four and a success range of 14. You clearly hit him. So seven successes. Now does that add to my damage dice? No, but you did successfully hit him. Does that add to our momentum? It most certainly does. In fact, it adds five momentum. And also because of untapped potential, I have succeeded on a task. I did buy additional dice. So I now get to roll to see if I get
1: extra momentum? I don't think we can get more than six. You can't, but what you can get in this particular case is a scene advantage. Do it.
3: Do it. (laughs) A five and a six would be one more advantage. A two would be two more momentum, and then a three or a four would be nada
1: okay is that correct that's in addition to what you get right that's in
3: addition to what i could have gotten
1: yeah
3: <clears throat> okay and now i roll seven dice for damage because that's what it
1: says next to phaser yep. that is
3: six damage but four of them are with effect
1: So it is knocked down as well, reducing the difficulty for your group's actions by one. So instead of difficulty of two, it is now a difficulty of one to attack either of these Romulans. That's the scene trait that I'm providing based on what you've done. And it is their attack or their action. Unless we want to hold the initiative. Can only hold the initiative two two in a row. Okay. Okay. So are they
2: not stunned or are they just knocked broke?
1: They are not prone. You are dealing with unusual entities.
3: This is because of their stun resistance for being infected. I'm
1: assuming. I don't know. Possibly. Maybe (laughs) if somebody (laughs) takes an action to uh, look at them, you might be able to see a little dingly in the back of the head. If you're observant enough, you might be able to see that. Anyway. Both of them have already acted, however, so they don't get to act. What you do see around the corner, firing blind, so their difficulty is now going to be a four, Or is the hand of two other Romulans. And I will spend the threat for those two. I believe you said I have to spend an extra three for reinforcements. Is that correct? Extra two. Okay. And then it's two for one
3: spending one or more threat to re-add reinforcements must spend two additional in total, not per reinforcement.
1: Correct. I have spent the additional threat. There are two other Romulans that appear, and they are firing. Again, they're firing blind, so I'm going to do something a little unorthodox, which is basically determine which one of you I'm firing at. Give me a second. There are four of you.
3: So depending on where they're coming from, I did charge the two that had been firing.
1: They're further around the back. They hadn't quite gotten there. My intention was for them to not get there till the second round. This is the first round. So basically it's you, but they're reaching around and firing blind, so they don't know where they're firing. So uh, like I said, the difficulty is going to be four. So I don't even have to roll because it is just you. So the first one's going to fire. Well, I did a combat roll to get around the corner
2: to try to shoot him, so I could possibly get in the way too.
1: All right. Odds or evens, XO? Evens.
3: Dude, you are ruining my save the officer's moment. Come on. I'm sorry, but I have
2: to be honest with what I did. I did a daring move to combat roll out to get a better advantage, and I'm out there exposed now. You lead by example. <laughs> the first shot
1: goes at odds, and that's a miss. Second one. Ooh. And that goes at odds again. Velalor, would you be so kind as to roll your uh, defense and security? And crit threshold on this would be? It would be your standard okay. one.
3: Uh, so I've got one success.
1: A four and a 19. They are successful in hitting you. And that is five and five for 10 poses.
3: Which I reduce by four. We have six momentum, reduce it. Three, four, five, six. So I will spend the momentum to avoid the injury and take the six stress.
1: Uh, I still have two stress left before I would be out. All right, and it is the player's turn. Who's next? I think I think Ocean needs to kick some butt here because
0: yeah. <laughs> um, I will. Uh, so we have the two on the ground that are just not—they're not out, but they're but their turn is spent. All right. Uh, so the uh, the thing that had uh, had been given to us was to uh, open up the uh, the doors with a minor action. Uh, so I'm going to do that and it is does it open immediately yes it says immediately (laughs) yes okay yes so i will um i will spin into it you know calling out to uh to fall back into the into the uh the turbo lift i will i am trying to lead by example which is one of my focuses and uh strategy tactics as well i have uh so basically i'm trying to uh Convince people to get in so that we have uh, cover and we can uh, better defend ourselves, or back out of this if necessary. So, what am I rolling for the the phaser? It's a two d two d twenty, and I'm doing uh, daring and 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 security. Yep. Okay. Uh, that is a fourteen for me, and the the number that's next to the phaser is the critical hit number. <laughs>
3: That's the damage dice you roll.
0: The number of damage
2: Your security number is your critical hit number. If it's below that, then it's two successes. Got it, okay.
0: Uh, I rolled a 10 and 11, uh, which is two successes. And that means I roll eight D6.
3: And because of the advantage for the scene, that's a hit and a raise, so that should be a point of momentum also.
1: Yep. Can you spend momentum for his damage dice or just on the the 2d20 rules uh you can spend momentum to hit you can spend momentum for scene advantages as well uh let me see what momentum spend number is i rolled three fives which is okay and
0: i rolled six and then with two effects or sorry three effects did i do that right uh no one's a one a two's a two a five and a six or a one with an effect What did I say, six then? Uh, So it'd be seven, because I got one, two.
1: So you did seven seven damage?
0: Seven damage and three... uh, Did I say three? Yes, three effects. Math is hard.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So one of the things you can spend momentum on is to create opportunities. One of the most straightforward uses of momentum is to add a bonus uh, D20, d20, so we covered that. Create advantage uh by spending two momentum you establish some new advantage in the scene that could be something like it could logically result from the character's actions or remove a complication that currently exists you can also create a problem which makes it more difficult for the enemy that would take two momentum to spend Uh, And additionally, the one you've already seen before, which is obtain information. So those are some things that you can spend momentum on as you go. So you just did an action, and you could spend momentum to impact that action in that way.
0: I'll keep that in mind. But I think that was all I could do.
1: Okay. So
3: did we want to spend to retain the initiative? Yeah. And
1: that would make it Taishi's uh, turn.
2: Yeah, I think it's Taishi's turn, and then Taishi should either grab someone and get away or get into the elevator.
1: Do you think
3: that she would be able to grab one of the stunned Romulans and drag them into the turbo lift? Do we want a stunned Romulan?
0: Nice. They're not stunned, they're just prone. Yeah, but you know what? If we could close the doors and deal with just one of them.
4: Okay. I'm gonna grab a Romulan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That is going to be a resisted action. So that's going to be a fitness security. Okay. Versus its fitness security. Okay. Uh, so you would roll your total successes and it would roll is
2: I, I think that might be daring if it's better than security. I don't know if it's better for her to do daring or security. But <laughs> daring or nice. fitness. Daring or fitness, I'm
1: sorry.
4: Daring would probably be, would give me a higher number.
1: Then you would want to, then you would want to use daring. I would allow for that. Okay. So, this is not a point where I want to use momentum for anything, correct?
3: If you oh, want to roll extra dice, you can use momentum. Yeah, use it.
1: Sure, why not? The difficulty oh. is only one.
3: Dare. What is your daring plus security? Eleven. How comfortable are you that you can roll under eleven once on 2d20?
1: It's not about rolling once. It's contested. It's oh her total God. successes versus its it total successes. successes. Spend the momentum. Spend <laughs>
4: it. It. I'm spending it. Getting an extra security? My security's one.
3: <laughs> okay, so basically you can't but you have a to roll a one to crit.
0: Yeah. So I would actually I would like to do because she's essentially following my lead, I would like to use my follow follow my lead talent and once per scene, when I succeed at a task, which I did because I shot somebody yep. during combat, I'm gonna spend my determination, and if I do, I choose a single ally, ally and the next task that they attempt counts as having assistance from me using my presence and command.
1: Excellent, so you get, awesome. to roll, you get to roll a die as well.
2: Okay. And because he just spent a m- determination, I am going to do my talent to give spend three momentum, and I'll buy the threat to get the momentum if I need to to give him his determination back, so we can be there again if it needs to.
1: Oh, cool.
4: So awesome. By this point, I'm rolling three dice to see what I could do here.
1: So you're rolling three dice. All right. Okay.
4: And I, I get, get, get one. Under eleven. On at least a couple 15. of these. I am throwing you away because I didn't get a single under 11 in 3 dice.
0: I got a critical success.
4: Good, I'm glad somebody did because I got a, <laughs> I, I, I have never rolled this
1: many 20s in my entire life. Now, let's
0: see. You. What do I have? There. You <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> I 20s all night.
3: You're playing the wrong game tonight, Heather.
4: I think so. <laughs> that one's going to get sucked up the vacuum cleaner when I vacuum tomorrow.
3: No, you just save that and put
2: that in the D and D five e pile, and then you then you make a uh, a Star Trek what pile from
4: your the D and D games. games. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, man, I like that idea.
1: Oh, boy, hey. Adam, you had one, You had two successes. Yes, excellent. You grab it by the ankles, drag it into the turbo lift. Literally, it is kicking and screaming. It is in the turbo lift with you and and the tactical officer, and we are at the top of the round. Players go first. You guys want to go first,
0: and we'll trigger oh. the. So
1: oh, Almost yeah. definitely, I'm
2: going to do a call to action until the chief editor get the hell in the turbo lift, and I'm going to produce covering fire. So I'm trying to keep their heads down. I'm not actually trying to hit anyone, but I'm trying to do like a spray pattern that will keep them around the corner and make it more difficult for them to hit us. I'm not actually trying to hit them, but I'm trying to actually...
1: Spending momentum to create a disadvantage? Nope, he's just doing the task to create disadvantage unless he says I'm spending. You could spend momentum to do that automatically. Or you could just do roll the task and see if you can pick up momentum by successfully completing the task. Difficulty, by the way, would be one because all the difficulties were reduced based on the previous. Yeah, I'm just
2: gonna, I'm just gonna do it. I'm not gonna spend the momentum. I'm just gonna try okay. to create.
1: So two d20. Yep. And what am I rolling under? Same thing: control or daring, your choice, and security. So you have successfully done it, no momentum gained. They are further challenged at this point. They have an additional level of difficulty. So they have a difficulty of four to hit any of you at this point, based on the cover fire. All right, right, so you have done your action, your movement, or minor action?
2: My minor action was the...
1: Okay. And chief. So
3: do we have to spend to maintain the initiative?
2: Spend and maintain the initiative. Get the hell of the turbo
1: lift, Chief.
3: The two oncoming Romulans, are they still like behind super cover?
1: Yes, you would have a difficulty of two to hit them because it normally would be three. Okay.
3: So we'll spend the two to maintain initiative. So I'm gonna give you two threat to get the two momentum needed to purchase an additional die. Okay. I'm gonna fire at the Romulan that just shot at me. Yeah. And then retreat into the turbo list.
1: Okay. And you may fire. Uh two two five. How many successes? That is five successes. Alright. You are successful.
3: Your damage. So that's gonna be three additional momentum. As you said it was two difficulty two to shoot at the one of the covered Romulans. Yep. And then untapped potential. I rolled a one, so we get one additional momentum. Yeah. Okay. So four total momentum, and I'm rolling my damage now. Oh my god. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight damage, and three effects. Okay. I hope your phaser was set to not to kill.
4: Yeah. I think you just did. It was
2: <laughs> time. We forgot to bring some red shirts. Next time, we got to remember to bring Richards.
1: Eight damage with three effects. It takes an injury. You hear it squeal, and as it hits the ground, uh, one of those creatures runs out of its mouth, and you see it squirming around and turn around in front of you and run back down the hall.
0: Okay.
3: After doing that, I will retreat into the turbo lift.
1: Okay. And the other one will fire. Again, it has a total of four difficulty. It recognizes the difficulty of its shot. It's going to buy additional dice. That's right. Eat up that threat. Actually, it means more, more, more dice, more dice. That <laughs> doesn't <it> look good. <laughs> no, that was a lot of threat. He just aches.
2: <laughs>
0: That is not designed to make us feel good. I was the, not looking.
4: When the DM gets out yeah, the old the old Seven Eleven super big gulp plastic cup full of dice and starts doing the...
2: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> when the Archmage starts passing the fireball and you start getting them D6s out, there's
1: difficulty <laughs> of four. And I rolled four successes. I rolled,
3: I rolled two three. successes. Uh,
1: I rolled a four and an 18. <laughs> Alright, that, In that particular case, he does not successfully strike me. And you are all in the turbo left. Alright, I... Can I do something
0: now or do I need uh, to yep. wait? Are we still in combat?
1: We're at the top of the next round. Players go first. So you can okay. take the lead. I, for the
0: I would like to lap my communicator on the fallen Romulan and signal the ship Lock onto my transporter, my, my my beacon, and transport directly to the sick bay containment.
1: If joining the tabletop journeys actual play games sounds like the kind of fun you're looking for, be sure to check out patreon.com slash TT Journeys, where patrons of the Tabletop Journeys podcast not only get early access to all of our episodes, but they get the opportunity to play in our monthly actual play games where the dice are wild and we make every roll legendary. You hear a, aye, sir. And it, it is beamed out. Okay,
0: <laughs> sir, I suggest that we withdraw. Yeah,
2: I'm gonna spend the momentum <laughs> to keep the initiative and I'm gonna slam the controls on the turbo lift to head back up to the first level.
3: Maybe I'm reading into this or just don't understand it, but one of the things that you can do as a combat task is first aid. Yes.
1: Or recover, even. Yes. So how does that work? It's a task that somebody can do. I believe one of the two of them actually gives you stresses back. Recover Uh, says
3: fitness plus command difficulty two. You gain a point of resistance for each effect rolled on the cover dice and you regain two stress per momentum spent. Yep. So that's exactly what that would do. First aid just says you attempt to treat an injury within reach.
1: So nobody has an injury because you use momentum to avoid an injury. Oh, okay. You just have stresses. So first aid isn't necessary. Basically, if you had taken an injury, if you did not get first aid before the end of the scene, you would be dead at the end of the scene. Okay. Especially because you're being fired upon with Disrupted disruptors. You know, we now have one. Basically, you're like, no, he fell. He didn't have it in his hand. <laughs> Laying mean, on the floor back there in that fake room. In the future, if you want to take someone's weapon like that under a circumstance like that, somebody would be willing, must be willing to either sp- spend the momentum to provide that advantage or deliver me that threat or so that they can then get it but so the turbo lift closes you're going up and let's see here we're heading back to the shuttle and we're going to head back to the ship and
2: reassess from there if we need to come back we're going to come back with an armed party
1: bigger guns as you get to the top and the turbo lift doors open it opens and you are in the holodeck room okay
3: No, we don't have to fight our way out.
1: (laughs) And the Commandant approaches. He's walking, both of his arms behind his back. He's kind of walking in that semi-position of at ease. Uh, He's got a stern look, and he stops walking in front of you as you exit. Your EV suits evaporate. They are part of the simulation. You are in your standard cadet uniforms. Snap to attention.
3: Morph back to my normal crewmate appearance and come to attention.
1: Your approach to this portion of the scenario was unique. Checking into the programming language to get more information on where it uh, originated or where this threat co- came from is a uh, interesting approach and one that could prove useful in the future, Doctor. The detailed information and scans you have medically on these creatures will be important. My recommendation is, always take the time to get as much information on creatures like this as you possibly can. Always take that time. XO, Sorry. recognizing the safety of your crew before the mission and pursuing these creatures was valuable. Many young officers have failed To do so. A stroke of brilliance. That single action beaming the one to a contained field, and by the way setting up the contained field that all of you discussed earlier, again a brilliant set of actions, a brilliant set of concepts and protocols, all of which could and would prove useful in the future. Now it's time for me to give you some more details. This is a scenario that I programmed based on some real world events and some extrapolations. The medical data that you have recorded is legitimate and actual data on these aliens. The coding language for the uh, protocols is actual coding language from previous missions that we've received. We don't have all the answers. In fact, since the sighting that this scenario was based on, or just after that sighting, we have not specifically had interaction with these creatures. I have been following all of your careers for some time now. I believed, and I still believe, you are uniquely qualified to help in efforts I am making to take care of this Federation priority but it is a priority that especially after the Dominion War we cannot afford to have the whole of Starfleet know about people are paranoid they're distrusting and while there's a certain amount of distrust that is reasonable and necessary when it gets to the point of xenophobia or worse yet, prejudice, we will become something we are not. My goal is and always has been to preserve the Federation and its tenets, its values, its purpose. These creatures are a threat to that. At some point in the future, you all may be called upon whether it be for a specific mission, specific research project here or a project there, you will all be called upon as needed to take care of things ne- that are necessary. The details of this exercise and the details you've received from the previous exercise are classified. Only Team Epsilon is authorized for that knowledge, no one else. Not future commanders, not future family members, not existing family members, just your team. I am your singular contact on matters that pertain to this. And if you do not have the clearance to send a message coded enough to reach me, then you should not be telling me anything without directly speaking with me. This threat is real. We know not where that signal went, but rest assured, when I determine where that signal went, you will all be called upon. This is why we do what we do. Aside from this, you're going to leave this Academy of Starfleet officers as exemplary students. Go out and be absolutely brilliant. Take every bit of knowledge you've learned, every bit of of out-of-the-box thinking, and make the ships and stations you're posted to, make the people you're stationed with, make the commanders you serve better, simply by the fact you are who you are. Beyond this mission, we are Starfleet. Beyond this mission, we have a goal, we have a belief, I'll see you all at graduation. Excellent work today. And he turns on his heel again, and he exits. I
4: have a question. I have this talent called criminal understanding. It comes from being an Orion. Yep. Does that give me any subtext to what he's saying?
1: Oh, sure. Uh, I would love for you to make a roll there. That's going to be a... That's going to be a... Yes, I I was going to say. What do I roll for that? A difficulty of two.
0: Yeah, I'm of a single. Uh, I'm of a, uh, a similar mindset. I have a focus in criminal organizations and uh, criminology. This this stuff definitely sounds like we've been recruited for something that's uh, under the table, right? Espionage and in infiltration.
1: Let me ask this question: Are you all conferring and working together on this?
3: I kind of side eye everybody.
1: Or 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 are you all kind of just thinking about it in your own head separately?
4: I don't think I'm ready to trust these guys yet with this information.
1: So to be fair, you all have been working together for at least four years in the academy. You've all known each other for four years. Okay. Yes. The only person that you've only known for two years is the person who's going to be your CO because he, he, he's Trill and he's coming back to Starfleet. So he started in your, in your junior year. But he was uh, almost immediately stationed with your group, and so you've all known each other for a while.
4: Okay, all right. So there, there's there's going to be a little side eyeing.
1: Yep.
3: So with his specific mention of the Dominion War and my species, I am just going to put it out there, you know, uh, to allay suspicions and knowing the threat from the ilk I've been separated from this speech comes with a greater subtext that we should probably discuss
0: in more detail. Agreed.
1: So I'm going to say something that's probably unusual for uh, the 2 d 20 system, because normally it would be one person rolling leading other, and one other person aiding or one or more other people aiding. I'm going to let you, each of you make your own rolls. You do have for momentum, so if somebody wants to buy some dice for successes here, to perhaps generate some more momentum as you go, whoever's going to go first, we'll figure that out in a second.
0: I would like to go first, and I would like to buy momentum. Okay. And we're doing this based on security and in
1: insight? That would be correct.
0: Okay, so that'd be a 13. That's a 15 for me. That's a 13 for me, but I am... Let's see. So, I bought a D20, and I... Where's the third one? And I have Cautious Security, so I get to re-roll one of these. Excellent. Okay. Uh, Which is good, because one of them was a 20, but the other was a 3 and a 2, and the fourth was... So, I got five successes on that.
1: Okay, so that's three momentum picked up. So okay. there's some more momentum out there for y'all.
3: Do you want uh, us to each roll and then oh. you'll tell? Oh, no, I, I'm, I just, going
1: to, I'm going to I'm give each of you the information as you go. I'm assuming that you're all sharing the information, correct?
0: Yes, yes. So as okay. lead investigator, because this is technically conspiracy, which is – it's intriguing – yeah, possibly I would generate additional momentum after that. Okay. Uh, two, but we can only get to 6.
1: Okay. All right. So, with that extra momentum, you can spend that now to create an advantage in the situation. What I would, would you love like to, to, to create. Some...
0: I would like to create a slip of the tongue or a tell that that our church had Pritchard, yes. Pritchard has revealed uh, that he has a tell as to he, maybe he glanced at a glanced at the, the the recording devices that were in the room to make sure that they were off or something along those lines.
1: Okay, so he does have a tell, and it's very specific. Okay. When he spoke about some of the intriguing options that you all did. He was speaking about it in a way that indicates somebody else didn't do it that way. You also know that this is the first time this series of programs has been run in the Academy. Given the information that this is based on real world events, what you intuit from that information is up to you unless somebody else wishes at some point to make a momentum spend to take that bit further.
3: So the team that was originally involved in this came to different conclusions or to a different end.
1: Uh, So we have, that's entirely worth discussing. Yeah. But that, but he has a tell and it, it is specific when he's speaking about something that was in, in this scenario that was done differently or something that pertains to him specifically. He has a tendency, because he'll be walking with his hands behind his back, but he has a tendency to wring his hands a little bit and then put his hands back to whatever their original position was. So, so when he rubs other- his hands together, he's talking about himself, or he's inferring about himself, or he, there's something, he has a personal attachment to whatever occurred whenever he does that. So
3: potentially he was on that original away mission? possibly or
0: somebody he knows was
3: so the other team of cadets that we would have known and been training with they went on the same simulation or they, piggybacked to us being on this one
1: so they did the first part so all that stuff that you heard about them fighting the romulans dealing with the engine room that was the other group That was actually that was the other group. Was- and the second mission was the one you just went. To. Understood. I was just
3: trying to get clarification on the other team didn't do it that way statement. No, that <laughs>
1: statement did not mean the other team, your people, your people didn't go this far. Your people went X far. You took yeah. it Y far. Somebody else has done all of this in the real world. That's what you've determined thus far. Okay. okay. All right. Veilolor?
3: Yeah trying to pick through the meaning a little bit more, trying to piece together the Pritchard's relationship to this event, trying to see or at least glean the risk and threat, especially based on his Dominion War comment and what kind of timetable or whatever kind of suspicions he has about what's upcoming
1: okay so again insight security let see what you yep. can pick out of this and it would be i'll buy two additional dice because we've got six
3: momentum right now right i've got one three twelve
1: twelve so that's six successes
3: i'm just gonna wander off you guys
4: have got it under beaten right down now
1: but everybody's getting a slightly different tact on this. You also get to add one additional piece of information to this puzzle. Dan, you're successful. What you're able to pull from your viewing of this is that he's legitimately concerned about you and his concern is specific. These creatures mask as other individuals very similar to the way in which changelings do the paranoia that comes from that is bad because once people don't trust each other it destabilizes things more importantly it will cause people to not want to work together and he looked at you and was concerned if the world found out that this was a coming threat again that it could impact you individually negatively his concern is about you as a changeling and the impact that that could have he legitimately cares about the fact that the potential for paranoia within starfleet and within the greater federation is excessive if they don't handle this issue quickly and quietly like he wants this to be dealt with before the population at large finds out. And that is exceptionally clear. It's almost his number one mission is to make sure nobody even finds out that this is the fight that you're in. Okay.
3: And also for untapped potential, I rolled a two. Okay. Which means two additional momentum.
1: Yep. And it also calls to mind some very specific conversations you've had with him over the years and what you are now gathering is that's specifically why he fully supported you joining Starfleet and to a certain extent even recruited you it is his honest belief that if there isn't if he doesn't do something to make sure that somebody can be as good and can be trusted in solving this mission that anybody who has the ability to change what they look like could be ostracized from the Federation. He doesn't want changelings to be a scapegoat and he doesn't want the lack of itic to start becoming what Starfleet becomes. So it is imperative to him that you are part of this mission to stop this threat.
3: So with some of the additional information from the excess momentum that we have, one of the things it, that I would want to Try to glean is does Pritchard think that Starfleet has already been infiltrated
1: once before? Yes, I not mean, currently. Now, yeah, not currently. This threat was beaten before, it was beaten one other time, but it is not eliminated. So he is trying to make sure this time it's dealt with once and for all.
4: <laughs> okay so it's based off of insight and security and i'm going to use the i also get extra dice for being an orion because i have this criminal understanding so that gives me three dice right there and i'm going to buy a momentum so have four dice so let's see what happens maybe i'll actually roll something good tonight who knows bound to happen okay two successes
1: all right you are able to determine that what he is proposing sounds remarkably like secret organization shit like unsanctioned activity within the but quasi within the rules he's asking you to keep secrets which he legally has the right to make top secret because of his rank and two be prepared to aid him in something that may or may not be above board at the time, and apparently do this without being a part of any organization that's officially designed to do this. So he and is clearly recruiting a cell of operatives.
4: He has recruited Team Untrustworthy: an Orion, a Changeling, and an Andorian. None of those race none of us, are, tra- are trusted by the
1: populace at large. Andorians are completely trusted. They're founders of the Federation. The rest of the the ones you mentioned could be a bit of a moral, mental challenge. But in general, yeah, he definitely picked some folks with unique ancestry or what have you. But as he did previously say, your approach was very different than any he had seen before. And that apparently made a big difference in what he was looking for. But he did hand-select this group, which had more to do with your skills and skill set than where you're from, with the possible exception of Chief Vailor. Bearing in mind, if you're going to investigate a weird neural parasite creature that the Federation has very little information on, you want a medical person who has, you know, biology. It's true. I had the skill set. So it has, it it is probably, it is definitely based on what you're able to determine more about your group's skill sets than any specific thing that has to do with race, planet of origin, gender, or intersection, or any other kind of affiliation. But your skill sets are being cultivated for a purpose.
4: Still making my Orion, yeah, still making me think double. But that's okay. I'm okay with that
2: all right and uh cha-cha. i'm gonna go about this a little differently because i've already made up my mind on everything with the was uh, the commodore yep more of addressing to the group and uh, focusing on on chief let you all know that uh, bonds you make in the academy they they last forever and do uh, you ever have any issues chief with prejudice you can serve with me anytime. I'll morph until I
3: look like him and wink out. Excellent.
1: So, with that, we're gonna call this one. To an end, we have concluded part two of the pilot episode. To the audience, thank you very much. Greatly appreciate you tuning in. To players, this was a lot of fun. So that you're aware, what we just did was the second mission in the starter box set for Star Trek Adventures RPG by Modiphius, adapted for the precise story that we're telling here at Tabletop Journeys. I may have discussed this somewhere along the lines before, but to give you guys a a broader scope of this and the audience a broader scope, originally I had a plan for what this campaign would be about, this series would be about, and it did involve the conspiracy aliens because, as I said earlier, they are singularly my absolute favorite TNG episode. Fully loved that episode. Like, there's something about it, even though it was pretty horrific at parts, really spoke to my pre-X-Files mind as far as what could happen. I was very disappointed in third season when they went to and dealt with the Borg because originally that concept was supposed to be the conspiracy aliens they opted out of that for a couple of different reasons they have come back a couple times in beta canon whether it be in the comic books they have a whole thing there or the online game they have a thing there and I think there's two or three books that had a third way to deal with them we are not dealing with any of the existing beta canon for the conspiracy aliens we're making our own beta canon for the conspiracy (laughs) aliens what I found was interesting was as I was preparing for the for this game after all of you had signed up and when we were getting ready to work get this set up back in January we had done our interview with Michael Desmuke over at Continuing Missions and Continuing Conversations one of the freelance writers for Modifius, worked on the Utopia Planitia books most recently he had mentioned or somebody on one of his shows had mentioned that the starter box set was a great way to learn the mechanics of the game piece at a time. Cause they handle things one little bit at a time. And knowing that I have to learn the game and there's still some room for improvement for me. So if there's rules that we got wrong tonight We'll improve as we go. As long as we're having fun and we're moving, that's what we'll be doing. But we'll fine-tune that pretty soon. We'll All of us will be collectively very smooth at this system. But we got the basics down really well. You all got the basics down really well. That box set is designed simple challenges, more complex challenges, a little bit more, a little bit more as it goes. And when I heard that's how it was designed, I decided I should run the players through that. Then when we got so many players, I'm like, I can't run all of them at once. I have to separate it. I had to figure out a way to do that. So that's when I was reading the, the actual campaign set in the adventure, and I realized, oh, crap, they're dealing with conspiracy aliens, too. And I'm like, huh, so how do I get this and include it into the story? And I'm like, throwing back to the academy have it be a holodeck simulation. This is why they came together because they know how to deal with this. And that's where that storyline came. So it was, I didn't know that's what the box set was about before I actually took the plastic off the box set, but it, it dovetailed really nicely and you absolutely handled it differently than I've seen handle. It actually took us well off script. Like I actually had to improvise pieces of this because you guys did things a bit differently in the middle of that, that, was not like the way the adventure flowed, which is absolutely fine and perfect. It's exactly the a kind of thing I'm would be looking for. <laughs> well, how was it supposed to go? So, you weren't supposed to give me that much threat. <laughs> 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 Come on. Uh, but generally, they assume you get through that corridor and get on into the next section, and then there's some other things that could go on there. But, most of what you get from doing that You got anyway because you took one of the Romulans with the parasite intact, thus giving yourselves the ability to have that same kind of information. Now, this is all simulation, so you don't legitimately have that in real life. But the fact that that's what you're doing, that's what Pritchard was looking for. Who's going to handle this mission in a way that's going to provide different or better results? And that's what you were able to do. You basically changed the script. So that, that worked out really well um and <laughs> we will be asking yeah pretty much actually marty did that and i don't know if you've read the book marty but My favorite Kobayashi, my, one of my favorite Star Trek novels is the Kobayashi Maru. And what they talk about is the fact that there are other evaluations other than that specific test. And one of those tests was Chekhov's test. And they have this situation where they're running around dealing with enemies on a station. And when it came time to deal with the aliens and everything was going against them, again, it was the no-win scenario, Sulu strapped a bunch, not, I'm sorry, Chekhov strapped a bunch of phasers to himself and set them all on overload. They were all on stun but he set them all on overload so he ran in and basically was a giant stun bomb that ran into the <laughs> midst of the enemy and blew up and basically ended the threat. Damn near killed himself in reality because this is before the holodeck te- 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 uh, technology was there. So it was, he legitimately super stunned himself but took out all the enemy. So he got commendations for taking out the enemy and ending the threat but it was like, what the heck are you thinking, man? <laughs> I think you could have died. <laughs> and so that was – I always thought that was kind of funny. So when you said that, I'm like, man, did he read that book too? <laughs> no, no, never read it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, good stuff.